0: Hello and welcome to Film Inquiries, The Latest. This is a podcast series tackling the latest movie news, movie trends, and movie releases. I'm your host, Jesse Nussman. And on the other line, strutting into the ring, the heavyweight champion of the world, Rilwan Belogan.
1: It's not um, Adonis Creed, but I'm glad I can be here instead.
0: Yes, you, you temporarily hold the belt yes. for how long is, is yet to be it's, determined. It's
1: very questionable.
0: Uh, Roman, you're here because we are going to be talking all about uh, Creed 3, which was released in theaters this past weekend. Um, I want, before we kind of get into this movie, which I, I feel like has been one of the more hotly anticipated blockbusters of the the... What season is it? Is it spring yet? I don't no, know. what's, I what's the like weather like, like where you technically.
1: are technically. It feels Texas, like summer here in Atlanta so it's where I always am. same in Texas it's always winter summer. Okay. Yeah,
0: it was like 80 today. So <laughs> it <laughs> does not feel like uh, early March. Um but I think a good place for us to start in this conversation is is talking about the larger franchise that this falls under because you know the the creed trilogy as it is now is is now this unique phenomenon in that it is is this very successful spinoff from the rocky franchise and i'm fascinated to know what your relationship has been to this this whole enterprise of boxing movies and i guess really like a good place to start is does rocky mean anything to you like was this an important franchise to you how many of these movies have you seen are you just sort of invested in this new offshoot of it?
1: So first, whoever thought that we would get a Rocky spinoff years later, I don't think anyone ever saw it coming. Um, I did watch Rocky growing up. I don't know how I watched it. It must've been one of those things. I w- did this so many times growing up. A movie would be on late at night and I just wake up. I would just be up watching it. And I think, cause I very have a vivid image in my mind of Rocky and the eggs and just drinking the eggs. Like mm. I have vivid memory of watching that. I think I watched the second movie. And then after the second movie, I don't believe I watched there was what a third and a fourth, right? Oh,
0: Oh, there, there are six, six. six my guy.
1: <laughs> now I'm learning something. I was unaware. I thought there was four, six. Wow
0: yeah yeah there's there's because the first one comes out in 76 and then you know is obviously this huge hit that wins best picture um i think like you i i saw it well maybe not as much as you it sounds like this was a movie you fell asleep to multiple times throughout (laughs) throughout your life but it was a movie i think i i saw once when i was a teenager um just because you know it it it's like, oh, this is as I said, was a huge hit mm-hmm. and one Best Picture, and that there was a, a sheen of quote unquote importance to the first one that the other ones didn't have. Absolutely, even though I remember them being on TV all the time, the first one was the only one I ever really saw, and is a, a movie. I'm I'm not gonna drop any like hot takes on here of like Rocky's low key bad. Like it's it's a good movie. I'm not, like I'm not gonna come and and rain on anyone's parade, but maybe was not one of those movies from that decade that like really stuck with me Mm -hmm. so is never been a movie i've revisited Mm -hmm. um and i've honestly like have not watched any of the sequels until like later into adulthood at this point would you
1: recommend doing that um there's my i would say
0: the I i would say the sequels and again this is coming from someone that this is not like a huge series to me i would say this the sequels while clearly one of the big franchises of the 1980s like there are four sequels that come out between 79 and 1990 most of which are all directed by sylvester stallone all of these movies are written by sylvester stallone until we get into like the creed Mm -hmm. movies um i would say it's kind of diminishing returns like rocky you know, Rocky 2, kind of a retread of Rocky 1, I, but I, I think has enough of the charm of that first movie yeah. and gives the actors like a little bit more uh, – gives the actors new stuff to play with. Um, And I actually just watched that one for the first time a couple of days ago and was like, good movie. Enjoyed it. <laughs> um, Three is – where the series pivots way more into, I think, being a little bit more cartoonish. That's the one with like Mr. T and Eye of the Tiger. Mm. Um, I know the fourth one where Rocky fights the Russians is very, very famous, and if you grew up in the '80s, is really beloved. Um, I would, I would not say that is a particularly good movie. <laughs> um, and Rocky Five is the one that pretty much everyone agrees is is awful. Um and then there's of course the weird one the the sixth one that I think which I think is just called Rocky Balboa that came out in like the mid 2000s and is like old man rocky kind of stepping back into the ring. Um and that one is okay.
1: I forgot that existed until this very moment.
0: Yes. That's probably the the second one in this series that I saw around the same time as the first one just cuz that one was on TV mm-hmm. a lot as well. Um So, yeah, that's kind of my relationship to it is, like, I've seen all these movies, but this is not, like, a core franchise to me as opposed to, I think, like, people that are maybe a generation before Uh, us who grew up in the 80s. Like, you know, this this was a huge series to go see, and all of these movies were big hits.
1: Absolutely, and I think that's why like you said, it was one of those movies you feel like you had to watch because we Mm -hmm. are fans of movies. So I think that's one reason why I know about it. I'm like, I have to know what this movie is because it's part of the zeitgeist. If it wasn't, I don't know if I'd watch the Rocky movies. The Creed movies are something else.
0: Yeah, I would say, I don't know what you're, you mentioned kind of like who thought we would get a spinoff series. I remember when Creed was announced And truthfully, kind of rolling my eyes a little bit, because it was during this period, like, I guess this still kind of happens, but where hot, young, indie Sundance directors Mm -hmm. were just sort of being handed a franchise for their next movie. So, like, I had obviously seen Ryan Coogler's first movie, Fruitvale Station, that had Michael B. Jordan in it, was like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, here's a really interesting young filmmaker with something to say, and was just a little like, ah man, he's just going to be sucked into like doing more <laughs> Rocky movies. Like cool. that's, that's a shame. Um, and then the movie comes out and I loved it. It was one of my favorites We're of that year. Like, and I think wow. like the surprise of it was as, as we've learned, you know, it's, it's similar to kind of what he did with black Panther. I I think we've learned that Ryan Coogler has this talent of being able to take intellectual property and imbue it with his own personal interests and his own emotions Mm -hmm. and clearly was surprised years later to read that that first creed movie was like a passion project of his it was not like sylvester stallone coming to him along with mgm and being like we really need to reignite this franchise and make some money it was he grew up as a huge fan of this series And it really meant a lot to him and had come up with sort of this, here's my dream idea for a Rocky Mm. sequel that's about uh, Apollo Creed's son. And I feel like even though I'm sure both of us had seen Michael B. Jordan Mm -hmm. in in a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. up until that point, I feel like that's the movie that really takes him to an A-list movie star. Um, After that, I'll admit, I really don't remember much about Creed 2, which is also kind of a sneak sequel to Rocky four. Um, and that one Sylvester Stallone also has a writing credit on. Um, and that, that felt like the one that was even more so trying to like firmly put this within the larger overarching Rocky mythology. And I think as we'll get into what's interesting about this third one, now that Michael B. Jordan has directed himself is it seems to be an opposite approach of really trying to build this into like its own thing. Mm -hmm. That is, I almost like you don't even think about it having any connection to the Rocky universe, or at least I did it.
1: Absolutely. And I think it'll sound weird saying it, but I think because Sylvester Stallone, besides being a producer, wasn't in it, Mm -hmm. especially in the third, that's why it felt like its own movie. I think the first Creed itself felt like its own movie, but You had to have had some background understanding of the Rocky series a little bit. They do Mm -hmm. an excellent job at explaining it all. So you didn't have to watch the movies, but if you were someone who did, you understood. You're like, okay, I got that. That makes sense to me. But this third one, I think it sets up, as you mentioned, this is our own lane. They drop Mm -hmm. a little gem that maybe 10 years from now, if we want to advance this new creed for whatnot, we have a way in.
0: Yeah, I I think that the last thing I'll say about the first movie is I think it is probably the best of this trend of legacy sequels mm-hmm. we've gotten in the last decade or so in terms of working within the lineage of of a very famous, iconic movie. But really, I think more successfully than a lot of the other legacy sequels sort of built building out its own universe and building itself up to be something completely new and different and sort of transforming it into a a story that can be carried on into a new generation of audience members. Um, Before we go on, I, I do want to make the note of just in case you didn't know, there are kind of some legal reasons why Sylvester Stallone is probably not in this, this most recent Rocky movie. Are you aware of the like, uh, skirmish that's going on between him and the Rocky producers over the rights to the Rocky franchise?
1: No, I have no idea. No, no. What, is it the producers saying it's theirs but Stallone, Sylvester is like I created this, it's mine?
0: Yeah, that's essentially what it boils down to is like, I mean Rocky is Stallone's creation it is, you know, a movie he wrote for himself but obviously did not have the you know the the clout in hollywood to be able to direct it himself um when that first movie was first being made and uh you know that there was kind of a give and take about like how much of his demands and what he wanted from this this dream project they were going to let happen and uh the short answer is like stallone does not own the rights to rocky but basically now is saying like you know i i want the rights to this franchise this is my baby you know and i want creative input on here and it it sounds like there was an earlier version of creed 3 that maybe did involve him but he was not gelling with some of the uh story decisions being made and or like wanted a larger role in it i'm i'm not quite sure on the fine details but it it sounds like he was going to be involved at some point and then tried to like veto some decision and they were like no out you know you're you don't get the final say in in this series and uh so that is why stallone is not in this one and is in in the midst of us podcasting is has been trying for the last year or two to kind of like wrestle the rights back um into his own control
1: None of this surprised me whatsoever. That one yes. that he wants more control of it, two okay. that he butted head with producers, and thirdly that he was like, mm, "I don't like the way the tra- trajectory of this story you're doing. I I don't like this at all. It, it's sad to hear, but it I'm also like, that checks out.
0: It's one of those things where like I I kind of I kind of can't blame anyone in the situation yeah. of sort of like from his standpoint, like I. I under the the only thing I'll say about it is I understand from his standpoint of like this is kind of his baby, Mm -hmm. um, and and his sort of bread and butter franchise, and and he is sort of has a a certain level of authorship over it, but also understand that you know, that's, that's Hollywood baby. And those are the deals you, you make. And, you know, sometimes you got to make those deals when you're just starting off in your career and maybe they (laughs) kind of come, come, I mean, I mean, we're laughing about it, but it's sort of like, yeah, that's, that's just some, sometimes that stuff happens. And, you know, I, I can't blame him for, for being mad while also kind of, am just a little like, yeah, you were just like up and coming at, at, at the time you, I mean, that's, that was the deal you had to make to kind of get your your dream project off the ground but um let's get into this movie uh give me your initial thoughts going in coming out of the theater what did you think
1: initial thoughts when first walked in okay, i'll say this i was entertained okay i was entertained throughout there were some questionable direction which we can get into later on some of the stories that I was like, mm, okay, but overall, I enjoyed myself. I think I still haven't given a letterbox rating because I want to f- figure out how this conversation will, okay. uh, uh, will figure out that rating. So I, I think I'm giving it five, three stars, excuse me, because I did enjoy myself. But when this movie first was thought of and we got that, it would be Jonathan Majors, I was mm-hmm. concerned. Not concerned oh, okay. for Majors, concerned mm-hmm. for Michael B. Jordan. Because oh. I'm like, majors can act out act you in circles. Mm-hmm. And I think Jordan holds his own here.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting case. And I don't know if you've read there's this New York Times interview with the both of them where clearly they really enjoyed working together and they kind of joke about how we want to have a like De Niro Pacino relationship of like we we want it to be as big of a you know, like when you saw like al pacino and robert de niro in heat together like they want it to be as big of a deal of like majors and uh jordan in a movie together which that that's exciting i i think you're kind of getting at something interesting of like they're two very different performers like michael b jordan i think of is like one of our great young movie stars and um you know just has this charisma and screen presence that it it, you know it just draw draws you to to that that 50 foot Mm -hmm. square that Mm -hmm. we we all gather around and jonathan majors on the other hand is this like i think really incredible almost chameleonic Mm. performer it to the point of like every time i see him it he he's now in this class of actors that like I am excited by the fact that I can't figure this guy out. And just like when I think I've figured out like what his vibe is as a performer and what his range is and what he can do, he goes and does something totally different. He joins Marvel.
1: Yes. I was shocked. I was like, wait, what? This doesn't make sense to me
0: yes and i i mean he can do i remember first seeing him in uh last black man Mm -hmm. in san francisco which he's very kind of like bookish and awkward in there but i was like oh this guy has i talked about it kind of on the the ant-man episode like this guy has this really unique screen presence Mm -hmm. i'm excited to see what he does and then it's been fun in the last few years to see him take on more roles and and bigger roles whether it be in I didn't really watch the HBO series that he was in, Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft
1: but. Country. That's I'll say that's when, because I saw him in The Last Black Man in San Francisco. I was like, that's a star. Mm-hmm. Last Black, or excuse me, um, Lovecraft Country confirmed it. I was like, yeah, yeah, he's about to blow up.
0: Or holding his own against people like Delroy Lindo mm-hmm. in the the Spike Lee movie from a, a few years ago. I, I He's just, every single movie he's been in, I've really enjoyed and think he's got this really compelling unique presence and and like the fact that he just seems to have this this love of acting and this love Mm -hmm. of sort of transforming and 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 it seems if if the difference between him and michael b jordan is michael b jordan has honed in on this very specific presence and very specific um image of himself Mm -hmm. as a movie star jonathan major seems like someone who's willing to try on 12 or 15 different hats and almost you know, wants the idea to be like, I don't know what to expect from Jonathan Majors and he can kind of do anything. So it's kind of fun to see those two very different performing styles kind of on screen opposite each
1: other. And they have great chemistry. Watching all of the, their promotions for this movie, I'm like, yeah, they need to be in something more. I want to mm-hmm. see them in like a comedy, a little, not a haha ha comedy, because I don't think, I want to see them in something where they can have more humor because I can see it and there was their promo tour these last few weeks that they'd be good off each other in something slightly lighter but also an action movie because I think they De Niro and um, Pacino Pacino great great um, comparison because as soon as you said it I was like yes yes
0: can we just remake Heat but with both of (laughs) but with both of them like I'm trying to think of who I would I, I guess I would say like Oh, I don't know. That's, that's, I'm going to put a, I'm going to marinate on that this Mm -hmm. week. Who would I want in the De Niro part? And who would I want Mm. in the Pacino part? Cause I feel like I want someone who can be kind of steely and intent. Uh, It might just be the dynamic we have here. Yeah. Like, like, you know, uh, majors is the antagonist and Michael B. Jordan is the,
1: is the, is the quote unquote good guy. And I think that's what works well here. Yeah.
0: Yeah um i i agree with you i i probably like this movie a little bit more than than you did um if only just because i think i was i really didn't know what to expect especially michael this being michael b jordan's Mm -hmm. directorial debut um and obviously the rocky franchise has this long history of sylvester Stallone directing a lot of the films and so you know there's there's an aspect to the series that is kind of the main star jumping into the director's chair and and taking over Um, and I, I was really impressed at, like, I, I do think there's some kind of smaller issues that we can kind of talk about of like, there, there's some awkward narrative decisions in the movie. There's, there's some things that maybe fall flat or don't work. But for the most part, I was very impressed that I I thought this was a way better more technically accomplished movie than I was expecting from like Michael B. Jordan's first time in particular. It's been really interesting hearing him talk about the fight sequences in this yes. movie, which he said are very heavily inspired by he watches a lot of anime, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. And I don't watch a lot of anime, so I can't necessarily draw the same comparison points mm-hmm. um, as to like, this is inspired by this, but I, I will say it was exhilarating to see in a, you know, forget, The rocky series just boxing movies in general and to have boxing sequences in this movie that felt like i've never seen that before i've never seen a a fight sequence put together in this way um and the things he's able to sort of highlight and underline and playing with sort of like the the speed of of how they're punching each other and having all of these small little flourishes and where he's choosing to put the camera and edit in certain punches um and and sort of impacts to each other's bodies i i i thought was really impressive um and as you said just the relationship and chemistry between him and jonathan majors i think really carries this movie um even when the the script is maybe like tripping up a little Mm -hmm. bit just like their magnetic energy between each other is is so exhilarating to watch that I, you know, I, I I got caught up in it even when, in hindsight, there's things thinking back on, like, that's weird that that happened that way, or <laughs> da 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 da
1: Well, that shows you that you you were in the movie, you know, and all those awkward right. sp- stuff never took you out of it, and it didn't take me out of it either. I just was like, mm, that was weird. I'm glad you mentioned those fight scenes, because that was my first, the first fight scene, I was like, whoa Mm -hmm. this is amazing and i'm shocked that for michael b jordan's first directing it looked so good like it was amazing i'm sure he had um some help from others but i was like this looks so good i was surprised that this is the directorial debut and um you mentioned the anime of it that's last fight that we get when it uh, is this spoiler alert i'll say spoiler but it's not really you, a spoiler we, we
0: can say that there, there's some uh it, I think something surreal happened. touches yes. in in the in the final climactic battle that um i i've i've heard a couple people say they they thought that was maybe like a bridge too far but i i kind of i kind of dug it and just sort of like oh he's i i like that he's trying stuff the, even even was, if it's a little corny, but I, I like how he's very clearly thinking like, I, I want this to be different than something
1: you've you've seen before. When I was watching it, I was like, this is weird. Then mm-hmm. afterwards, when I read that, he had a lot of anime influence. Then I was like, oh, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. I understand why he did it. In it, I was like, "I I it wasn't my favorite choice, but I mm-hmm. understood why he did it.
0: Or that first fight that you kind of mentioned, I think, you know, it's, i don't think we have to worry about spoilers in in describing it it kind of reminded me of like if anyone's seen the the first toby Maguire sam raimi spider-man movie recently mm. how the you know there's almost like creed the movie goes into creed vision of mm. you know adonis creed basically how he v- is able to sort His of spider sense Right. How he's able to sort of view the fight and like seeing all the moves sort of slowed down mm. and him able to kind of zone in on all right, I, I see that he's that my opponent is flinching his body mm-hmm. at this and this section of his rib. So that probably means he's hurt there. So I need to hit him here. Um, and it, I, I thought that was a fun way of getting you inside the sort of strategic mind of a fighter and 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 made it something different and and much more of a I, I mean aside from the anime influence there there's a lot of like what we would think of as superhero yeah or or <laughs> a lot of comic book visual storytelling um in the fight sequences which i i thought was was a fun choice to kind of liven it up and 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 make Give it a new energy, if that makes Do sense. Do
1: something different, and it did, because yeah. especially start opening with that, it got my mm-hmm. attention immediately. I was all right.
0: Yeah. Um. So let's maybe talk about like, uh, what what's what's some of the aspects of the movie that maybe didn't gel for you?
1: There were so many scenes that we would get, and then they just cut away and move on to something else. Mm-hmm. That some of those scenes, I understand for storytelling aspects, are like. When we got those flashback scenes, I understand the purpose. I was like, we're going to get back to that. But there were other scenes where it would, something would happen and we just cut and move on. And I mm-hmm. said, told myself, maybe that's in the cutting room floor. We don't need that scene. We're just going to cut it out for time. But it happened a few times that I was became really aware of it. And then also something, this is just something silly, all the um, product placements so much product placement i was like yeah where else are we? come on hennessy come come more there's right, more coming. Right.
0: <laughs> there is the one scene of of uh michael b jordan like really that now i'm flashing back to he comes home like really upset after having been out all night and poor tessa thompson's like where were you and he just gro- like the camera lingers on the That's bottle insane. of hennessy he pulls out from <laughs> oh yeah that that,
1: <laughs> and that's just something yeah. minor. That I, I noticed that anything. as well. But I was yes. just like, okay, <laughs> Hennessy, Showtime. There was something else. I was like, all right, guys.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. I I I guess I'll give a, a brief kind of description of of the arc of the movie. Um, we begin with what is essentially Adonis Creed's final fight. Um, and most of the movie, I I think, in some ways, what makes this a little bit of a a weird movie narrative wise is there's not a whole lot of Michael B. Jordan fighting. Most of the arc of the movie is he is retired, obviously very, very rich living up in the Hollywood Hills in this incredible house with his uh, wife played by Tessa Thompson and their adorable uh, daughter who, uh, is is deaf, which is, you know reminded me of a, a clearly a subplot I, lo- I was reminded of in uh, Creed 2, which I Creed. completely forgot about Same. With, me too. Uh, Tessa completely Thompson like forgot. losing her hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have this wonderful, beautiful little family living up in the Hollywood Hills and then who strides back into uh, Creed's life. but uh, Jonathan Major's character, who is an old childhood friend that went to prison at some point and has just now gotten out and also had dreams of being a boxer and now wants his own shot at the title but maybe maybe his return into Adonis Creed's life is is not as a uh, wholehearted as as one would think upon initial meet um and yeah it's it's it makes for an odd movie of it basically Michael B Jordan is just a boxing gym a really rich boxing gym owner for most of the movie who's like setting up fights with other boxers and is trying to like make money now as a trainer and as a promoter mm-hmm. and it's really not until kind of the last third of the movie mm-hmm. when uh Majors sort of turns on him and sort of challenges him to step back into the ring that We get the the, you know the big epic montage that all of these movies, of course, need to have. I was waiting for Michael B. Jordan, (laughs) right? Michael B. Jordan stepping back into the ring. So it 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 is a strange movie. Of it, it is a sports movie in which like the main character is not. There aren't a whole lot of boxing scenes with Michael B. Jordan, which I thought was an interesting choice. That I I I have to imagine that might throw some people off it did remind me a little bit of i don't think you've seen rocky 3 rocky 3 has like a little bit of this arc in that that's the one where rocky goes it's almost like a completely different character rocky goes from being the kind of not the sharpest knife in the drawer but is like a really sweet guy from just around the block to all of a sudden like american hero super celebrity (laughs) like star athlete um and the arc of that movie is he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder Mm. at the beginning and and gets that sort of taken down a notch and has got to reclaim the he's got to be humbled a little bit um and that's a little bit of kind of what they're trying to do with the adonis creed character here as well as touch on some painful aspects of his past that maybe he's he's swept under the rug um and it it does make some of the kind of character arcs a little awkward and clunky but mm. I, but as i kind of said i think just the chemistry between him and majors is so good that i think to me it kind of makes up for some of the the more kind of awkward narrative pacing aspects
1: yes. of it because getting to that third arc of it mm. how everything just happens i'm like this doesn't make sense and they address it in the movie uh, that yeah. it's a bit unrealistic but they're like well we just got it <laughs> oh fine um, the Tessa Thompson Bianca story arc—they were bringing some things in there. And then we didn't do anything with it. We just kind of left those balls in the air. It was a bit concerning to yeah. me, but it—it it, again, it didn't impact me too bad. I was just like, hmm, that happened. Okay.
0: There, there also are plenty of moments in this movie where I don't, I don't watch boxing. I'm not like a big. I've, I've, I've been to a couple uh, in college, like pay-per-view parties where you yeah. like paid 50 bucks to enter and <laughs> watch watch a boxing match with someone but like there there are obvi- uh, aspects of this movie where it's like would that really happen this way would a fight really be put together this quickly or like would what would would the stakes really be with someone like Jonathan Majors character who just sort of stro- strode off the street and like had as a prison record with they just be able to be like all right uh you're in the pay-per-view world championship fight against this other boxer who hasn't even uh won a world title before and now it's like the biggest boxing match in the world or something like that Mm -hmm. there's there's some sequences like that that i'm almost fascinated to hear the like the avid sports watcher be like that is totally nonsensical
1: and would never happen yes (laughs) (laughs) like sure we're literally getting a guy randomly off the streets Right. That's literally right. what it is. But fine.
0: And I know that that's kind of the the whole plot of the original Rocky, but from what I remember of that is it's more of this kind of like it's way more of kind of a promotional scam mm-hmm. of like a, of like Apollo Creed trying to say Hey, who can go toe to toe with me? And I'll give you your one shot. Like it's way more of this kind of like twisted Willy Wonka golden Mm, ticket sort of thing than than this, which is just sort of like, uh, we need another fighter. Oh, we can get my buddy who used to be in prison. All of a sudden, we'll still get all the investors. They'll definitely pay for that. They'll pay
1: for it. No, no, no issue whatsoever. Those stuff fine. You like I said, I was entertained because that stuff didn't trip me up, but. Uh, Yeah, it was good. It was good.
0: What did you think of the? Adonis has these the secret of his past that Uh, that he's he's working. What What did you think of that aspect? It was a
1: little eye roll because then while I was in the movie theater, I was trying to like rack my brain. Like, wait, when was he in a group home? Why would he have been in a group home? I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So like, Mm -hmm. it. Or, excuse me, when would all this backstory make sense for me? Like, I was doing too much thinking while watching this movie, if that makes sense. Like, it was taking me out a little bit because I was racking my brain to, like, wait, what? How does this make sense? Then I was like, okay, sure. The backstory of it, I was like, "Ah, come on, guys. We couldn't think of a clever way, but sure. And then the uh, Mary Ann Creed, Felicia Richard of it all.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's like oh, there There's always gotta be a like spoiler alert, spoiler, spoiler alert Spoiler alerts. Um, you know, a dead parent and in, in, in some of the in in these to for we gotta like go to the funeral and 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 cry. Um e- yeah, it's the it's reminding me of that this whole series is so interesting because it is a series that is sort of built on so many sports movies, cliches. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to talk about the cliches we see in these movies that, that maybe, you know, you kind of roll your eyes at a little bit and are like, Oh, I've, I've seen that before, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, there's other cliches, like the training montage. Mm -hmm. Like I, (laughs) I can't help, but get a little bit excited and be like, yeah, but dude's pulling a fighter jet across the (laughs) runway. (laughs) let's go
1: <laughs> i was like is this like um top gun crossover right now is what like what's happening here
0: just really making me as i try to like re reestablish my fitness goals for for the new year be like yeah i'm gonna start like you know i probably should be lifting a little bit of weights and i'll, I'll throw a protein shake in every now and then and be like you know what i you know i'm not trying to be jack but I'm, I'm 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 trying to make you know mm-hmm. gains mm-hmm. in my in my health and then saw this movie and then you know saw michael b jordan and jonathan majors in person at like the red carpet event that mm. was around it
1: and is immediately like nope yeah right i'm nope <laughs> i'm like you know what i'm good I'm scarecrow i'm gonna say <laughs> as is i'm fine
0: yes watching these these two in- incredibly ripped handsome men yeah. like walk down the red carpet and meanwhile you know i'm i'm standing over there with my press badge looking like like big bird on the side of the <laughs> <laughs> not um, it was big Actu-
1: bird okay <laughs> You're better than uh,
0: that i'm better than that uh it was actually funny i when i walked out i i mentioned to you when we first got on uh my my sister um who will probably be mortified that i i i mentioned this on an open microphone um she has a giant michael b jordan crush and so i i knew she was going to be eagerly awaiting a new creed movie mm-hmm. regardless of any in, any in, in, regardless of the quality or not mm-hmm. and so i i immediately texted her after i walked out and my, my my text my text just read creed creed three is a movie in which an incredibly jacked michael b jordan works out plays with his cute daughter and wears a lot of really tight sweaters dot 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 i think you'll love it and and her her response was just like
1: oh my god yes i didn't realize it now but those sweaters were tight
0: those sweaters
1: are doing a lot of work especially the one when he sees damien again like get off my car i'm thinking like, yeah that was pretty skin tight yes yes
0: so um Oh, I also want to ask you about the the father-daughter relationship stuff. You mentioned this. This movie kind of does set a little bit of a seed of, I'm I'm curious whether or not we'll get more Creed sequels. I, I would have to assume if this movie makes, but we're recording this on a Sunday, if this movie makes a ton of money, just Hollywood rules, like they'll come back and do another one. Um, And everyone who was involved in this seemed to have had a great time making it. And Michael B. Jordan certainly seems proud of it in this new direction he's taking in his career. But I thought the father daughter stuff was, was interesting and, you know, joking about it with my sister of like, it's, it's just super adorable. And there's a scene where Michael B. Jordan is having like tea time Mm -hmm. with his daughter and he's wearing a, a dragon outfit and looking, looking ridiculous. But, you know, I, family has been a a part of this whole series since even going back to the Rocky franchise. Mm -hmm. And, that's obviously how they've been able to, to carry it forward with uh Adonis being the 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 legacy of an important character from those original films. But I'm I'm curious what your thoughts are about us, whether the introduction of the daughter character is kind of a bridge forward to kind of continuing this series and whether or not it's like in another 10 years we just get to reboot this again, and it's basically like you know it's million dollar baby except it's you know it's either Jonathan Majors or Michael B Jordan as as the coach now and then the daughter um get stepping into the the ring how how open are you to kind of us just sort of like tweaking and rebooting this series Every every few years, even though that there's obviously no indication that that's going to happen, but the, a door is certainly left open. I think at the end of this movie to do the that.
1: door is left open. Then it it is number one this pe- previous weekend, so it smashed it mm-hmm. open and it's made more money than the Rocky movies. um mm-hmm. The third one has, I'm sure, inflation has a big role to play there as well. Mm-hmm. But it's so clear. Like when I saw the daughter, I was like, okay, I know what we're doing. And when her subplot was like she gets into fights. I was like, This is clearly what they're just laying it down. Just in case Mm -hmm. MGM, Amazon wants something later down the line. I could see it. I could also see it being like a Disney plus type thing where we do like a show. If they don't Mm -hmm. want to do a full blown movie, 10 years, 15 years from now, they're like, Hey, we let's go back to the well, you know, Mm -hmm. like it seems to happen every so often. Let's go back to the well and just check on these characters I don't, I, I look at me in my head. I'm already thinking it'd be an Amazon or a prime video show. Uh, Michael B. Jordan would make an appearance and we don't see him. Right. Again. Te-
0: Tessa Thompson comes in for a couple episodes. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm in bit, I would be surprised if considering Amazon owns MGM now that, you know, especially with how much money mm-hmm. this movie I'm, I'm sure is, is, ma- is going to make, like, I, I would be surprised them saying like, all right.
1: I think that that call
0: that's we're, that,
1: we're and uh, we'll move on.
0: <laughs> we'll we're good. I'm glad we glad we did that. Let's got, close this we...
1: chapter. We're done. Yes,
0: exactly, no, exactly. No. And
1: we, especially the moves that Amazon has been doing lately. They want to build a catalog. They want a library. They're gonna want something more with this. I mm-hmm. I'll be shocked if we don't get something in the next fifteen years.
0: Well, any kind of final thoughts on on Creed 3 before we kind of wrap things up this week?
1: Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Just like you mentioned, um, when Mm -hmm. um, Felicia Rashad's character died, it made me think of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Because that death becomes a catalyst for something more for the Mm -hmm. lead character to do something. So when she passed, I was like, oh no, now we're going to have to, uh," you know what I mean? So I was thinking about that during the theater. I enjoyed the movie. I think I'm going to give it a 3 at Letterbox. Um yeah, it was a good show. It was a good good time. I was thoroughly entertained. The fight scenes yeah, again, Sapar. So
0: yeah, so par. I think for me it it it's an interesting kind of um it it's related to I think something like the success of kind of what a lot of people liked about the Top Gun movie last year—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. coming to mind of that, like, you know, it is a a franchise movie, but a franchise movie that I think is built on movie star performances, mm-hmm. and you know, does has these incredible fight sequences. But I think I don't know. It's just sort of I I like it, and I just now thought of it in this way of it, you know. It is a franchise movie, but it's it is a a through and through mm-hmm. mid budget adult movie star vehicle, um, and mm-hmm. you know I I really like Michael B. Jordan, and it's that's you know that's something to to celebrate in of, in of itself that it gets to I be was sort of both of those things.
1: I I looked at um, Michael B. Jordan's IMDb when we started this because you mentioned that I think this was the movie that made him a star, and it absolutely mm-hmm. was because the same year he had um, the Fantastic Four, and we know how that bombed. Mm-hmm. So this came next, and this is what led him to movie star stardom. Yeah. Um,
0: well, that about wraps us up for for this this week. Um, next week, Oscar episode. How are you how are you feeling about the the Academy Awards as as we, we enter into
1: this final stretch of award season? The campaigns have been interesting. Everything everywhere. Isn't it wild
0: to think that the poor everything everywhere all at once? People have been campaigning for almost a full year. So we, long. We We need to we need to we need to shorten this.
1: This is getting absurd. Ridiculous. I've seen it, Jamie <laughs> Curtis Lee and like comments like every day on some something. Like mm. I'm like they are tired. <laughs> These poor people. Like it, it's God's. I feel like this has been so long since it's in March. They can't mm. do this again. We it needs to be back to February. I can't wait this right. long.
0: Right, right, right. It it the 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 weight of how long this whole <sighs> journey has just been, and I know that like fall is normally what we consider the kickoff to it, but mm-hmm. it really was just funny thinking earlier today it just hit me like oh it's almost been a full year since everything everywhere Mm. all at once came out and just the the wildness of like how long some of these movies and and triangle of sadness not too much further after that because i think that won the palm Dor at can in may so the idea that some of these movies have been you know, we, we've been having the quote unquote Oscar conversation. Is this an Oscar movie? What is this movie's Oscar chances for almost a full year with some of this stuff is, is a bit, uh, just exhausting at this point. So I'm, I'm kind of glad for it to be over. Um, is what's, what would be the one award that would make you the happiest to see happen? Everything
1: everywhere, all at once. Best picture. Okay. Since I watched the movie once I get got out the movie theater I was like that's the one.
0: Okay. So, I think you I think that'll probably be what happens in They that, have
1: the momentum right now. They really yeah, do.
0: I would be really shocked if that movie does not end up winning, which will be um interesting to its legacy. Mm. Considering that movie has now become this like really obnoxious debate on on yeah. Twitter. Oh my
1: gosh.
0: I think that's just what happens when you're the Oscar front run. Like this is the same freaking thing that happened to like d- the La La Land discourse mm, of like, I-, I was yeah. explaining this to someone. I don't know why that's the first thing that comes to mind. I mean, because it-, it happens with everything. It happened with Shape of Water. Weirdly, the one thing it didn't happen with was Parasite. But that's also kind of like, that's a perfect movie that like, you know, we're we're very rarely going to get something that perfect. Just in in the awards conversation but you know i i feel like this happens every year where there's like the one movie that when it first comes out everyone's like that was great and then when it when when it's nothing you hear about for like months and months on end or the hype builds to this like absurd point where it's either like an atrocity against humanity or it's the greatest thing you've ever seen Mm. like that's I feel like because that's what happened to La La Land from what I remember is I remember seeing that <laughs> opening weekend with my with my family when we were all home for Christmas break or something and mm-hmm. walking out being like, fun movie. We enjoyed mm-hmm. that. And then when, by the time I got, you know, back to college, the hype had built to it. It's like the greatest motion picture experience <laughs> you will ever have. And so people were walking into it thinking it was going to be that and coming out yeah. and being like. The, screw that movie! That was not the greatest motion picture experience I've ever. So I I feel like a little bit of that is happening with everything everywhere, mm-hmm. but um I don't I don't know maybe 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 hopefully that'll die down over the years no matter what happens on Sunday night. So one could hope. One could hope. Um, do you have any kind of like, do you have a crazy Oscar prediction? About it, it doesn't even have to be an award. Just, just what something that you want to like, the craziest thing that you just think is going to happen in in that show,
1: that the you want to like, thing state
0: that you want to stake your flag in, like it. this, this is going to happen, so that Monday morning you get to be like, I, I told y'all, I told y'all that was going to happen.
1: The what's her name, the actress whose friends kind of campaigned for her. What's her name?
0: Oh. Andrea Riseborough?
1: Yes, and I saw her in um, 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 Birdman. I was like, oh, that's her. She is good. She is like a chameleon, so I respect mm-hmm. it. Anyhow, someone is going to address that nomination in some way. I think it will be addressed. Do they have a show host? Yeah, it's Kimmel.
0: It's Kimmel. Um,
1: I said, well, then I think it will be Kimmel that's going to address it, but people won't like the comments. That's one oh. thing. I think it'll happen and it'll backfire on him. You think he'll make a joke and people will like boo in the audience? They won't or, boo. Or just like I think, not laugh. Yeah, they won't laugh. I think he'll for sure address it. He'll address it. Um, I'm trying to think of anything big that uh, I don't think anyone can top the La La Land moonlight of it all, but
0: You don't think Will Smith is going to like oh god, disappear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if he just showed up? Oh no. It's
0: like now presenting best picture, Will Smith.
1: <laughs> I would Flip out! I kind of want uh, that. I would flip out. Uh, that'd
0: be that'd be so funny.
1: That uh, would get the ratings up for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Presenting Best Picture: Will Smith and Chris Rock. Um,
1: <laughs> Will they address the slap? Yes. Will they yeah. try and joke about it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Rulon, it was great having you on as always. So much fun! I'm gonna head to the gym and pump some iron right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go um, eat chicken wings and feel really bad about (laughs) how I don't have that Michael B. Jordan body, but uh, yeah, stay tuned. Next week, Oscar show. We're going to do it finally. It's over.